Welcome back to the Discovery Podcast. I'm here with Zeke Murley and Matt Destry. And hey. Hi. We are continuing our series called Full House at Discovery. And uh, we've been um, recording these bonus podcasts each week just to unpack the message. So this Sunday just gone, Zeke preached a fantastic word at our church um, in the Full House series mm. out of Matthew 18 mm. on unforgiveness. Mm. And forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good message. It was, uh, I always say my own messages are good. So maybe a little bit. <laughs> Give yourself some uh, positive feedback. <laughs> um, but no, we looked at Matthew 18 and sort of, um, which from the surface looks like a very weird teaching. It's this big chunk of teaching, which starts with the disciples arguing amongst one another, who's the greatest. And Jesus sort of goes on this, what seems like a big tangent, and ends in the unforgiving servant. And mm. there's all, you know, the, the the parable of the lost sheep in there, how to forgive your brother, mm. um, don't despise little ones because the greatest in the kingdom is like a little child. So there's this big passage of scripture. But as I was studying it, what sort of became clear and the linking idea for all of this is maybe the root of um, this discussion that um, – you know, the disciples are having who's the greatest. Mm. The root of unforgiveness is actually our pride. Mm. And um, where in our lives, I just sort of allowed us um, on Sunday to actually reflect on mm. our lives, where we are, and maybe um, the reason why we're unwilling to forgive other people or forgive those who've mm. wronged us is because of our pride. Mm. And um, so just unpacking that. And I also spoke about where pride moves us from. So it moves us from pride to humility, it moves us from offense to reconciliation, and it moves us from being a witness to uh, from being a victim mm. to being a witness. And mm. so, yeah, where forgiveness moves us. Yeah, that's where forgiveness to. moves us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's great. Um, Maddie, did you have any initial thoughts or reflections on the message before we drill down into some questions? Yeah, what I loved about it was uh, looking at those passages in context, seeing the flow of thought that takes place over mm. an entire chapter. Um, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. And seeing the way that that it was the disciples jostling for position mm. and their need to be noticed and their need to justify themselves. And I loved how you put us in Peter's shoes mm. thinking, man, he's, he's got the one with the most impressive, he's the one with the most impressive spiritual CV mm. in terms of the time that they've been walking with Jesus. Mm. So of course he's going to, he's of course he wants to have the conversation about who's going to be the greatest. Yeah, of course he is because, well, he's done all the cool stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but then seeing the way that Jesus addresses that um, was was really significant, really, really powerful. And the way that then I'm reminded of the, um, the Lord's Prayer, mm. where the forgiveness that we give is mm. the forgiveness that we receive. So. Yeah, mm. beautiful. Yeah, it was such a, it was a great invitation to really um, reflect on that topic of forgiveness and of unforgiveness and mm. to consider maybe some experiences that we've had in our own lives or that might be current mm. or past. Mm. Um, so I thought that might be a good place to start. I, I really appreciated, Zeke, how you talked about the fruit of forgiveness and how it moves us from, and you mentioned those three things just before. But today mm. I'd love to maybe just um, invite you guys to share some personal stories and then maybe talk. Maybe we'll move to talk a little bit about how, the how of forgiveness, because we talked about the fruit of it, what we can expect mm. to see when we 
when we forgive others. But how for somebody who's wrestling with that right now, it'd be good for us to talk a bit about today. Like, how do I posture myself mm. to forgive someone else? What what do I actually do? Yeah. Um, in order to do that, but maybe just some personal stories from you guys first. I don't know if you can think of a time where either you've practiced forgiveness, somebody has offended you or hurt you in some way in your own life, and you've had to journey that road of learning to forgive them Mm -hmm. or maybe the other way around where you've had to seek the forgiveness of somebody that you've wronged or you've hurt Mm. whether intentionally or unintentionally Mm. um and how that's played out for you because i think that sometimes those personal stories can help help us locate ourselves and our own experiences yeah i i remember one like when i say when you ask us to think of things that in my life that are practical examples i think of so many yeah and there was, and oftentimes they're with people that are the closest to of you. Course, they're yeah. people that you journey life with in the church. Yeah. Like often these are the places yeah. where these things, you know, I guess when someone wrongs you and you hardly know them, it's pretty easy to just brush it off and act like, it's, you know, you can move on. Mm. Whereas when it's with those who are close to you. And so I remember um, specifically a scenario in the church um, and it was sort of like this scenario where, Someone didn't really like me, but someone sort of went over my, over me and didn't want to address it with me and went to someone who was leading me. And so there was this conflict that immediately happened because I felt wrong because that person didn't come and chat to me about yeah, it, yeah. but they went to someone else and then it sort of felt like I was ganged up on. Mm. And so in that space, I was, I found, I found myself feeling really hurt and really challenged in the moment and not really probably even in that time that I was there I didn't really know how to deal with it Mm. Um, but one of the things that I've learned from that unfortunately I wasn't able to do it well in that time but Mm. what I've learned moving forward is um, and, and I'm trying to remember the exact saying but often when I judge myself I judge my intentions but when I judge other people I judge, judge their, their actions, actions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what I've learned from that and what I feel I've gotten better at as I've grown up is learning to see the person's intention not the final product or the mm-hmm. action that they make and so you know, oftentimes when you look at people and actually when you get to the root of a problem, whether mm. it's with your family or someone in the church, their intention is not bad, just the action that you perceive mm. is it can hurt you. And mm. so that's maybe one thing for me I, mm. I've been getting better at over my years. Yeah, I, I try and, you know, and obviously awkward that I'm in podcast with you, Jodes, because you'll be able to, you you'd be able to say, nah, this guy's not telling the truth. Well, this is real time accountability. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, like, I I do try to carry a sense of my own um, my own inability to see my like. We have a pretty. I've I think we all of us have pretty big blind mm. spots in terms mm. of how our actions can impact mm. other people, and so if someone. Um, yeah, I try to hold myself to looking for the grain of truth in someone's, you know, if, if someone's coming at me with something, I'll go, okay, even if my intentions were good, mm. you know, where have I, where have I slipped up? I love Psalm 51, you know, um, have mercy on me, God, according to your unfailing love, mm. you know, according to your kindness, blot out my transgressions and have mercy on my sin. Like, 
that idea that there's always something I could do better. What I've been forgiven from is so immense, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that, you know, I love that. That was a great little exegetical pickup, the 10,000, mm-hmm. you know, being the highest Greek numeral, the, whole, yeah. the highest currency. Yeah. You know, it's like our, our equivalent of saying, well, everything that Bill Gates owns or, yeah. you know, that like, that was cool. Um, but I've been forgiven for so much. Am I really going to hold it over someone else mm. who's, I don't know, spoke to me in an abrupt way or, mm. you know, um, yeah, or, or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, there are all the experiences that I can think of are things that I've done where I've wronged someone else. I can't think of too many where people have wronged me. Um but I can think of you know hundreds of times where I've mm. where I've either offended or I've deliberately done something that's hurt somebody else, and um, yeah, it just brings me back to that place where I'm like, man, I just got to throw myself on the mercy of God again, mm. you know, because mm. um, yeah, you know, if the Lord counted up all our transgressions, you know, who would stand? Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah, as the psalmist says. So yeah, one of the things that um. I think a lot about is in terms of this topic is how we model forgiveness to our children. Mm, And um, it's something that I feel like the Lord spoke to me about uh, in the last couple of years, particularly as our children have grown into teenagers because they're little adults and they know when, you know, their experience of their parent not following through on something or coming down, you know, sometimes, you know, they tell you something or something's happened at school or they report comes home and you you the way that I've responded to them hasn't been a fair response and I've then had to think and then I felt that conviction from the Lord and mm. then need to needed to go to them and seek their forgiveness mm. and that's a, yeah. um, a humbling, humbling experience yeah. as a parent when you're the one that's in charge and in authority um, to feel that sense of conviction to go and seek their forgiveness but also a really important thing to model to mm. our children that as parents, we're not always right. Mm. And um, and also we're not absolved of not needing to, like we, we're saying to them all the time, you need to say sorry for that. Go and say sorry to your brother <laughs> about doing that. Or go and say sorry to your sister because you were rude to her. Yeah. But if they never actually witness us modeling yeah. 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 what it looks like to sincerely apologize and to seek the forgiveness of another person, we can't really expect them to outwork that in their own mm. lives. So mm, That's good. Yeah, I just want to encourage um, parents who are listening to let your children see you modeling that, not just with your in your relationships with your partner, or but with them mm-hmm. and modeling it to them. But a question I was thinking about that might be a helpful thing to, to chat about on this podcast is because I... I, my hunch would be that a lot of people would be asking the question, how do I know if I've truly forgiven someone? Right. You know, when, whenever you hear question, that topic yeah. forgiveness come it's up, a good question. your mind goes to historic things in your memory or yeah. even current things mm. that you're like, you think about a time when something really difficult perhaps happened, happened mm. for you. And there's part, you have this wrestle of, I think I've forgiven that person. Like I've prayed the prayer. I've said, Lord, I forgive them. I release (laughs) them. Like I've tried to, you know, but, but they're still in my memory. And you talked a bit, a bit about this on Sunday. It's not forgetting. The difference between like, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you necessarily forget what happened. Mm. But how do we know if we've actually like, can... Can you guys think of like what would be the posture or the um, the fruit of knowing that you've released someone and you've mm. actually let that thing go? Mm. 
I was chatting with a friend about this um, after the sermon and they were talking about how they, you know, post-message feel like they needed to reconcile mm. or try and reconcile with someone. And we, as we were chatting about it, I, I, um, we came to sort of this place where it was like, I think there is scenarios where you can be reconciled to them, but they may not necessarily be reconciled to mm. you. We, we acknowledge that in disagreements and when someone's wrong, often it's not just the one person who wronged the other. Mm. Both parties have done I've wrong in some. Play, yeah. Yeah. And so the question we were asking is, have I done everything that I can do? Mm, yeah. So have I given extended my sorry and my repentance for mm. the actions that I make? Yeah. Have I extended that to yeah. the other person? And look, you may be sitting across a table with someone and you go, hey, I'm sorry for what I did. I know in this situation mm. it was hard, and but I acknowledge that I hurt you, mm. that I was I wronged you. Yeah. And they may take that and go, yeah, I forgive you of that. And they may be, for them, they may be, they may be like, hey, mm. I, I don't see this person as that anymore. But that extension of repentance back to you may not happen. Yeah. And so how do you know when you've let like forgiveness happen in the spaces when you've done everything that you can, mm. but the ultimately you're not going to be able to twist people's arm to say sorry to you if they're not going to say sorry. Cause mm. I think Jesus lays out, but also it lays out the way in which we reconcile with people is repentance, forgiveness, reconciliation. Mm. That's always how it is. There needs to be an acknowledgement mm. of wrong. Mm. So it's that repentance, forgiveness, reconciliation. Mm. And so, but if someone is not willing to be repentant to you, you may not ever get the opportunity to extend forgiveness to that person. No, no, but you may get, but you still have the opportunity to extend forgiveness in order to release yourself mm, from that's carrying right. yeah. that offence. Mm. One thing that I was thinking about is um, I know when I have got unforgiveness or offence in my heart is when I'm looking on social media and I see somebody who has wronged me in some way and they're having a win in their life <laughs> and I can't yeah. celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah, and well. I feel annoyed that they're going well in their life. And this sounds terrible to say, but... Yeah. I'm amongst friends and I'm sure that I'm not the only one that oh has Lord, this experience. Oh, why do the wicked prosper? Exactly. <laughs> like, and there's this self-righteous, prideful yeah. thing mm. in me that, that looks at that and says, you shouldn't be yeah. winning right now. Yeah. You don't mm. deserve to be yeah, yeah. have anything good happen <laughs> in your life because yeah. of what you've done to me. Yeah. You know, like we, we get so offended, and yeah. but the pride and the self-righteous part, part yeah. of us that, puts, that says I'm greater, yeah. I'm mm. the greatest, and we're right back there again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stops and so for me I, I know when I'm carrying offence or unforgiveness and when I need to deal with it is when I see something that I can't celebrate right. and I can't genuinely say I want the best mm. for your future yeah. when I'm holding resentment or I'm A holding yeah. like yeah. those harsh yeah. feelings mm. and, and that, that, that they're the moments that bring me to my knees in repentance yeah. where I need to say Lord yeah. I need you to help me with this because I just am mm. struggling and I'm sorry because this just feels awful, but mm. that, that bitterness that takes root in your heart around those mm. things where you want to be able mm. to look at things and go, yep, perhaps that wasn't the best situation, but I need to be able to let that go and I need to yeah. be able to celebrate your future. It's good, Jodes. And yeah. that's, you know, thanks for sharing that. It's obviously, that's a vulnerable thing for you to say. Um, 
I think to pick up one thing that Zeke said, you know, there's the scripture um, that says, as far as it, as far as it depends on you, live yeah. at peace with everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, it, you know, and Paul says that as far as it depends on mm. you. Mm. So you can only control what, what you can you, control. Yeah. You can be the one who's just living free and easy and be mm. like, hey, yeah, that, that person did something to me, but I forgive them. That person did something to that I forgive them. But you can't control yeah. whether they, mm. yeah. you can't control whether they're ever going to own it yeah. or admit to it. You just have to be like, okay. Yeah, so you know, like I yeah, and I I agree. I think if I'm wishing ill on somebody, mm. you know, or I'm that's when I know that they've still got a hold of my heart. Mm. Something that they've mm. done has still got a hold mm. of my heart and I've gotta move from wishing ill for them, yeah. you know, to to being in a space where you're like, Well, you know, father like they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Or they don't maybe they don't even realise. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, that that's where the parable of the unforgiving servant would have been a big, like, bitter pill to swallow for mm-hmm. them because that the essentially is that oh I'm the greatest you know I wouldn't have done that or you know mm-hmm. you feeling those feelings of resentment mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be experiencing that that would have put into perspective it's what you said before matters like when we look at what we've been forgiven of and we look at how we've been wronged it's really hard to stay in a place of resentment for other people when you look at yourself and what you've been forgiven of. So when you go, oh, wow. And and this is sometimes hard for us to reconcile in within ourselves and maybe this is a bit um, d- deep as well, but it's like, okay, I have been forgiven of this large amount and there is an acknowledgement within us that humbles us and brings us to a place of humility where it's like, yeah. I'm not even worthy of the good or yeah. the wins that happen yeah. in my life. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're not worthy, but also I'm not, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they probably look at me the same way. Yeah. But the reality is, is God's nature and his character is goodness towards all people. He yeah. can't stop himself from being good. Like, so, yeah. that's And the, he has a good plan and purpose for your life as yeah. well as their life. That's right. Even if you don't want him to. He's good, period. <laughs> yeah, he's good, period. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Totally. I agree. I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. The amount of times that you think, man, yeah, I reckon that there'd be, you know, yeah. How many people look at your life and go, oh, he or she doesn't deserve what they've got because of what they've done, you know, doesn't God know or doesn't anyone see, you know, but yeah, the Lord's good Mm. and we're all living in blessings that come to us by grace, Mm. not by merit. So really practically then, what does practicing forgiveness look like? So you talked, Zeke, about how forgiveness moves us from pride to humility. So in practice, Mm. what does it look like to lay down, maybe as a Mm. first step, what Mm. does it look like to lay down pride? Yeah, well, there's a... Or even uh, to recognize pride. mm. Well, I think uh, Matt displayed it very beautifully on the weekend after the service. And if you weren't in the service, Matt actually got up and apologized and Mm. repented and maybe not for anything that he's done, but he did something that was really beautiful. And I think we can do this in our own personal lives. And I think this is important to do it in our personal lives behind closed doors when nobody's watching. 
But just getting on your knees mm. and that physical act of lowering yourself, mm. acknowledging where you have come short mm. and actually speaking that, mm. I think that creates the pathway because when you humble yourself, it creates the road for forgiveness to happen. Mm. Mm. Um, and so the, the hard thing is just forgiveness. Like, and that was the challenge when I was writing the messages. You can talk about unforgiveness and the takeaway can just be, well, just forgive people. Mm. And that's it. And it's like, well, how? And it's like, well, actually, there needs to be an acknowledgement from within us, our internal being of I need mm. forgiveness. Mm. I need to lower myself. I need to humble myself. And even just saying the words, mm. we don't like the words in our culture, but I repent yeah. and I'm sorry yeah. and I did wrong. Like yeah. that acknowledgement in itself, I think then makes it easy because when you say, I'm sorry, I repent, it creates the next sentence, which is, will you forgive me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's good. I think of David's prayer and it comes to my mind a lot, but search my heart, oh God, see if mm. there's any offensive way in me and mm. lead me in the way everlasting. Is it Psalm mm. 139, mm. I believe? Yeah. Um, that's a good prayer to pray on a yeah. regular basis. Search my heart, oh God. Or when, you, when you're in an experience where you can feel like yeah. that inner resistance and you're not really sure what's going on but you just feel that tension in a relationship or mm. it's the, the just the pause to go search my heart oh god yeah see if there's any offensive way in me reveal it to me help me to mm. see it so yeah. that i can yeah then know how to move forward through that yeah that's what i was gonna say along those lines uh, one of the sages in my life said when you when when you notice a feeling like that come up mm. rather than dismiss it or push it away be curious about why mm. it's there. Mm. Be like, hmm, that's interesting. I'm noticing myself feeling like I want to stab that person in the eye. Like, why? <laughs> you know, like, what, you know, what, what, what where, where'd that come from? Or rather than just like, oh, that's a bad, that's a bad thought. Get, like, get it away Not from me. Not supposed to have bad yeah, 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 yeah. Just uh, like, oh, okay. What's going on there? And then allowing that, to the, the breadcrumbs of that to track yeah. you back, allow the Lord to lead you. I was thinking, um, I wonder how um, personality types play into our experience of forgiveness and mm. unforgiveness because um, I know for my personality type, I, d I don't like to do anything wrong. Mm. I, I like to do things right and get things right and mm. do well and succeed and I like people mm. to be happy with me. Yeah. And I'm very aware of that in my personality, but it means for me when I do something wrong or I fail, having to face that right. I have let someone down and it's having deeply to, it, shameful. It is. Yeah. And so I have to be very aware that mm. it can cause me mm. to hold back on seeking forgiveness or admitting I've done something wrong because mm. I'm carrying shame around it. Mm. Yeah. Whereas I know for you, Matt, your personality, sometimes you apologize for things that that you don't need to apologize for. Yeah. Sometimes too quick to, well, I don't know if you could ever be too quick to seek forgiveness, but yeah. you assume you've done the wrong thing yeah. maybe before mm. you've actually done anything. Well, yeah. well, my, and and <laughs> if I was even reflecting on my personality type, I, 
I, I probably sit in that space where it's like, if I do something wrong, I want to move on really quickly. So I apologize really quickly. But what that can come out across to people is very shallow uh, and very, yeah, very yeah, like, yeah. oh, you just want to move on because you don't want to have to deal <laughs> with, with the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to have to sit in that uncomfortable place. So yeah. it's more about you than mm. the other person. So mm. I had to become more aware of that as mm. I've, yeah had to go through different challenges even with my wife like i'm like okay i'm just sorry let's just move on now like let's just act like it didn't happen and that's all good yeah and it's like is that forgiveness i don't know (laughs) and then i guess practicing seeking forgiveness is different to the practice of receiving forgiveness Mm. because sometimes that can be a challenge when somebody comes to you and seeks your forgiveness but you're still actually really mad at them and you're really hurt Mm. and really wounded and Mm. it's not always an instantaneous thing of being able Mm. to let that go um but but i think um like you shared before zeke the reminder of how much we've been forgiven by christ yeah needs to be the frame through which we receive forgiveness like when somebody is seeking Mm. out forgiveness when they've wronged Mm. us and remembering you know there's a part of us that wants to see vengeance yeah it's an ugly part of our personality of our flesh that and but the lord says vengeance is mine yeah and we have to really let yeah. him let him let him worry about the outcome like that's yeah. not up to us yeah look at jesus up on the cross yeah. yeah the sinless blameless savior that we're meant to shape our lives after mm. and he has the audacity the one who probably has every right yeah to hold mm. things against people our saviour sits up on the cross and says, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's powerful. That, yeah. I think that gives me c- the courage mm-hmm. to be able to do that with other people when I see, yeah, the sinless mm-hmm. saviour up on the cross be able to do that as well. Yeah, I, and what it makes me, and I, I know we probably need to finish soon, but um, the thing that I thought about is how much, knowing we've been forgiven by Christ and we've been forgiven and in God we're blameless set free right Mm. free of shame how much of us are still carrying our own stuff Mm. like and feeling like weighed down by Mm. the sins of the past stuff we've done thoughts we have we're weighed down Mm. by it i heard this i heard a story about a um country town and a boy's dragging along a sack of potatoes Mm. and he's dragging the sack of potatoes along it's really heavy and hard to carry and and he's got it up on his shoulder, and then the there's a cart, a horse drawn cart, pulls up next to him, and the guy driving the cart says, "Jump in the back, and I'll take you." And so the kid jumps in the back, hauls up the potatoes, and then they're they're riding along, and the guy ride driving the cart turns around and sees that the boy's still carrying the sack on his back, <laughs> and he's like, "Dude." You're on a cart, just put the potatoes down. And he's like, oh, but I don't want the horse to have to carry it. Mm. And he's like, he's already carrying it, dude, because he's carrying you. And that's kind of how we are with Christ, right? Like sometimes, even though we're being carried by him Mm. and he's carrying our sin, we feel like, no, I've still got to hold this. Yeah. And you can just let it down. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, encouragement to all of us, I think, to allow Christ to, carry our burdens you know Mm. to carry those things and you don't have to carry it anymore Mm. Mm. um so just a couple more thoughts so we've zeke you talked about how forgiveness moves us from pride to humility and then the second thing was from repentance to reconciliation from offense from offense to reconciliation reconciliation, yeah yeah. 
And I love that encouragement because I think um, nothing's beyond reconciliation mm. in the hands of Christ. Mm. And so for people, you know, perhaps who are listening to this or maybe you were here on Sunday or listened to the podcast or watched online, um, you can believe for reconciliation yeah. even in the most challenging, fractured yeah. mm. relationships. Um, so that was a really great encouragement. Mm. And then your final point was um, f- moving can forgiveness can move us from being a victim to a witness. Mm. And I thought that was really powerful and I loved what you shared. And you only spoke to it briefly, but we, we, we live in the culture of the day is cancel culture. Mm. And I love that the kingdom is the opposite to the world. Mm. And so we don't have to accept cancel culture and we mm. don't have to adopt that behavior just because it's the culture of the day. And yeah. in fact, our greatest witness can be practicing mm. the opposite to that which is kingdom culture mm. which is a culture of forgiveness mm. and reconciliation yeah. Yeah. and so i just thought that was so powerful yeah, um, a powerful encouragement and challenge mm. to walk in a walk with a different spirit mm. in the world and that that's actually our most powerful witness mm. often mm. in the situations and the places we go in our yeah. families in our workplaces in our universities yeah. in our schools when people see you operating in a different way than the culture of the day mm. it causes curiosity mm. um, and when they experience you maybe they're, they'll experience forgiveness from you and they've never experienced forgiveness from anyone in their mm. life like mm. what an example yeah so i don't know if you guys have any final thoughts about that and then we'll bring our combo to yeah. a close yeah maybe controversial statement maybe not but i go how many Christians, you know, and I, and I sort of said this, you know, church attending, Jesus believing Christians. And when people go, oh, you know, tell me about what that means for you. And their lives reflect nothing different to that of the culture. It's like, well, how is that a witness mm. to Jesus? And it's like forgiveness is one of those the beautiful ways that we can show a world that we don't operate on the system that the world does. Mm. We yeah. operate mm. where... The way that we look at the world's different to others. And so it's like, okay, Jesus came to set his kingdom up here yeah. on earth and he showed us that way. And sometimes I think we get in the habit of like, oh, well, we'll just wait for the day when Jesus comes back and then that's when it'll be good. But all the all the debts will be set yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, nah, like I want to live a life that represents Jesus today. Mm. And especially to those like... I was just loving the thought as I was reading it and just unpacking mm. the message that maybe those closest to having a revelation of the kingdom of God is those who I've wronged or yeah. those who've wronged me. I have like a very, very unique opportunity to show mm. a beautiful characteristic of God. Mm. And they could be the closest people in our evangelism efforts. You know what mm. I mean? Like we can talk about standing on the street corners and going to pray for people and showing love through all the various community things we do. What about those who have yeah. wronged us? Yeah. Maybe they're closer than anyone. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, when you, Maddie, you wrote your little book, um, It Will Be Morning mm. in Praise of Second Chances. Mm. Yeah. Our culture is not very good at second chances mm. giving people second chances yeah. and even giving ourselves a second chance and yeah. a chance to yeah. you know um to change and, yeah. and to be and to grow and and to be different so yeah just an encouragement to anyone um listening today 
uh, just continue to be open with the Lord about what He's doing in your yeah, own good. life around this around this mm. topic, and and believe to see that those moments of reconciliation come in relationships. And maybe again, like we like you shared on Sunday, Zeke, if you need to make a phone call, yeah, if you need to reach out and have a hard conversation with someone. Um, if you need to just sit with the Lord and maybe release somebody, mm. um, we'd encourage you to do that. And yeah. yeah, we're praying for each of you. And thanks for listening today. And we're looking forward to chatting with you again next week. See you guys. See ya. Bye.